This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, Foxborough football fans? I got a special episode of First in Foxborough off-season edition for you today. I'm Kyrie Thompson. I'm your host. You know me. I'm here every single day, pretty much, except for now the end of the season cutting this down a little bit because I mean how how much can you listen to me talk every single day about what the Patriots should do with their offensive coordinator situation anyway like I said special episode we are here with Eric Galco the director of football operations and player personnel with the Shrine Bowl Eric how you doing today good man how you guys doing doing wonderfully okay so I mean this is this is prime uh, you know, draft season for, uh, you know, all of us unfortunate teams, unfortunate souls who don't have uh, a dog in the playoff fight at this moment. So, hey, we're, we're going to jump right into this uh, because the New England Patriots are going to have their coaching staff running around down there at the Shrine Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. So I wanted to start off there, if possible. What went into the decision to uh, get the Patriots coaching staff down there? Yeah, uh, the way the process works this year uh, is the NFL League office worked with teams outside the playoffs to determine which teams are are able to and willing to kind of leave their hometown and leave during draft process to get the huge advantage to coach the Shrine Bowl. They'll coach 130 players, many of which will be drafted or make rosters, et cetera, too, right? So it's a great opportunity to kind of get an up-close look at these guys. Last year, the Patriots did not coach the Shrine Bowl, and they still drafted four. I think they signed six more after the draft and then I think like five or six made the roster and, and they had one more in practice squad too so the Patriots had a great great use of the Shrine Bowl a year ago from afar watching as a scout and a scouting staff and this year with Belichick and the coaching staff being there all week long too they'll get an up close look at guys and the best part about coaching the Shrine Bowl is, is a chance to learn from these players on and especially off the field and kind of see how they could fit into the Patriots locker room. Yeah have the Patriots coached the Shrine Bowl before and, and I mean so Bill Belichick is going to be there so how involved uh, you know is he going to be? Think? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, it, it's a, it's a good process. The NFL league office puts together and saying, hey, you can coach the Shrine Bowl, but you can't have your head coach be your head coach for the week because we want to use these All Star Game opportunities to empower somebody else on your staff to get that experience. Right? They want to create a pipeline of coaches getting into a job a job a little bit higher than they're already doing for the Patriots. So um, our Patriots staff hasn't been fully announced yet, but Bill Belichick will kind of be head coach emeritus. Uh, and he'll be there watching in practices and helping his coaches and, and being more of a mentor type role, but of course also evaluating talent. But we expect the Patriots uh, coaching staff to be announced sometime uh, this week or, or shortly after when they kind of finalize who they want down there in Vegas for the Shrine Bowl. Absolutely. And even with him kind of being in a more backseat role or, you know, kind of, as you said, like an emeritus overseer sort of role, what what is that like when you've got Bill Belichick, the 
greatest coach in NFL history on site and you can pick his brain. Players can pick his brain and he's just involved with the process. Like what energy does that bring? I hope a lot. I, I think talking to our players, our players, I, uh, I think our players would be really excited to work with them. And I think even if our players get a chance to, you know, all these kids grew up being football fans and Patriots, you know, Patriots Super Bowl, right? These kids are mostly were born in the early 2000s. That's the Patriots dynasty right there their whole life, right? So and they've seen Belichick their entire life be a top coach. I think a lot of these guys are excited just to shake his hand. But I think a lot of the coach players that that want to get better, A, know that, that Belichick, if they can get five minutes, will make a world of difference on their career development. But also, B, they know that the Belichick philosophy is throughout this entire staff. And I think all these players recognize that the Patriots are more than just Belichick. There's a whole culture and a staff and a learning environment these coaches are dying to get involved with. So, so he'll be there. He'll be walking around practice. He'll be watching players as well, too. But I think the fact that he's built such a strong culture, great coaches, great scouts at the building, I know that and our players know that, that, hey, they're going to get great coaching all week long during practices in the game. It's one thing. It's funny to watch him in spring practices or even in training camp, the way that he goes from position to position group. And he just has such a wealth of football knowledge. I remember watching him coaching up Jack Jones on how to how to field a punt. And by the way, Jack Jones was one of those players that participated at the Shrine Bowl that the Patriots ended up drafting. There were four of them. Uh, Taekwon Thornton, Jack Jones, Pierre Strong, Sam Roberts. And then they ended up signing uh, LeBron Ray and Derek King. If if you don't mind, um, can I if I could go back to the coaching staff part? So you mentioned that the coaching staff is going to be finalized in relatively short order. It, it was an interesting situation where they, they did, did things a little bit differently this past year, where they didn't have you know coordinators and they didn't lose anybody off the staff, but they might be adding someone to the staff. Would that have changed anything if they had announced? Um, you know, the offensive coordinator uh, search in like right before the selection process, or would that not have mattered because they didn't, they didn't necessarily have, uh, you know, any firings necessarily. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of reasons that teams may not want to coach the Shrine Bowl and, and not having a head coach, you're, you're exempt from even being asked. And then coordinator changes are certainly one of the reasons that, that we would expect and the league office would expect saying, Hey, if you got a lot of stuff going on and you don't kind of know where you're headed white yet, you know, totally makes sense for you to kind of be at your home base and figure that out first. But by the Patriots, from all my knowledge, they're they're excited. They, I know that they're very excited to coach the Shrine Bowl, and they I think that they're not worried about what that spot will be, especially as it impacts their evaluation ability. They the Patriots do a fantastic job of making sure their coaches can evaluate at a high level and are very intertwined with the personnel department. So I think they view this opportunity from this is my point of view. I'm not sure what they would say, but my point of view is I think they view this opportunity to get a great evaluation of these players, no matter who's coaching the game, because they've instilled such a great philosophy and ability to evaluate talent from the coaching staff as well as the personnel staff. Absolutely. Now uh, I mentioned all those names of players that were that were drafted and signed last year. I actually want to want to go through uh, the guys that were drafted and ask yeah. for you know because you were there. So I mean like what kind of um, you know, things you heard about them or saw from them uh, down there. So uh, if I might start off with Tyquan Thornton, who was a bit of a surprise uh, in, the, in the last draft, Patriots traded up to take him in the second round. Should not have been a surprise. I think there are people on in, in the media side of things that didn't quite know how much teams value Tyquan, but elite speed 
extremely high character kid, right? Has a family already, is, is kind of has his whole life figured out in that piece of things. And I think he walked able to walk into an NFL franchise and be a deep speed threat, a guy who's really good in the red zone, which people didn't really appreciate. He showed that at the Shrine Bowl. He showed that this year in New England for a skinnier receiver and a speed guy. He's got really good instincts in the red zone. And that was, I think, a big reason why teams felt comfortable with him being a high draft pick. But he was always going to go in the second round. And the Patriots got one they can build for the long time. And I think the best part about Taekwon is, I think over the next two, three years, he could be the Patriots leading receiver. But if he has to be their number two guy or number three guy, he can kind of really fit into whatever they want to build because he could be your speed around the outside number two. He could be your you know speed guy to kind of open things up for a slot receiver, or he could be your feature threat as a receiver in the red zone and downfield. So I think he's able to kind of fit into wherever they want to go moving forward. The Patriots, in my opinion, at least, have done a great job adding a lot of cool pieces to that offense in the receiver room, but they're kind of still figuring out what the long-term answer is. You know, it's interesting you brought up you know the, the red zone part of that because uh, you know I, I remember hearing somebody who was down there at the Shrine Bowl, friend of mine, uh, talk about thinking that Taekwon Thorpe was going to get bullied a little bit in, in the red zone drills and you know press coverage, and he's like, no, that guy's actually he's a dog. I mean, he fights for every inch, and that was one thing I found was really intriguing because as, he looks like a stick figure when you're up close to him, but I, I think the the fight in him is very clear. Yeah, fight, and I think also there's some instinctive ability in the red zone that I think people don't appreciate sometimes. Why guys like John Brown for a lot of their career were great in the red zone despite mm. being 5'9", 190. It's not necessarily about just being tough and physical and getting off guys. It's about kind of knowing where to get to. It's almost like playing basketball in a sense, right? you got a tighter space here. got to make your cuts at the right time and, and be decisive. I think Taekwon always showed that at Baylor. I think he showed that in the NFL so far this year too. So I think the idea that sometimes you got to be this big-body tight end or – 6'4", 20-25 receiver to make a play in the red zone. Not quite. The days of the, the fade route are kind of going away, and we're seeing guys that are more crafty in the end zone to kind of make plays to get open. Yeah, when I mean, you're talking about, yeah, Taekwon getting places. Well, he gets places faster than just about everybody else on the field because he's, he's got that kind sure. of ability. Yeah, moving on from, from Taekwon, how about Jack Jones, who yeah. really flashed early on in the season and flashed during camp as well? Yeah, I think Jack was one of the best three corners in last year's draft. And I think a lot of uh, people in the media, as well as the NFL personnel, were kind of scared off by what happened in his past, you know, five years ago. And and I think the benefit that the Patriots got by being at the Shrine Bowl a year ago was talking to Jack a lot and kind of learning his what happened and how he's changed and what he's done. And I think that was I think I think a lot of teams made a mistake on worrying about what happened five years ago, and that was the only thing that he really was really holding him back. And we saw that, hey, when he's on the field, he's incredibly talented. He's one of the best corners, right? Maybe last year was Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley, in hindsight, Tariq Woolen and Jack Jones were the four best rookie corners bar none in the NFL. And there's no reason that Jack should have fell the fourth round when he put on film, too. So Jack's a great person. I think he's a hardworking cornerback, uh, hardworking guy, and I think he's going to be a longtime NFL corner for the Patriots both the nickel and the outside, he'll be a stud for a long time. Yeah, I mean, his instincts and just to attack the football, I found so intriguing just you know watching him again in, in, in camp. I mean, you could see it on his college film as well. But I mean, even in the drills, just like pre-practice drills, some of the guys would be practicing different techniques, like you know playing through a receiver's hands down at the red right. zone, and they they wouldn't be turning back. I mean, they, they would be you know facing in man coverage. They wouldn't turn back for the ball. They'd just be trying to you know play through the hands. Jack's always looking for the football every single time. And and that definitely served him on a couple of occasions this year. Yeah, no, for sure. He's got, I think, the, the hip fluidity and the top end speed that he has able to kind of get in position quickly to look back at the ball. That's really what the deciding factor is, that when you're as quick as he is, as fluid as he is, you can get in position to look back at the ball much quicker and much sooner. 
Yeah, definitely. How about Pierre Strong? What'd you see from him? Yeah, Pierre was a complete running back a year ago, and I think he produced at South Dakota State. He had a great college career, but I think people didn't necessarily appreciate how much he can make strides as a pass catcher. And he didn't do that a whole lot in college, but he definitely showed the movement ability to do that on third down as a passing blocker, pass blocker, excuse me, or a or a route runner in the Shrine Bowl week. He definitely showed that all week long that, hey, he's made a lot of focus on making sure he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. I think that's kind of his long-term vision in, in New England is to be that kind of guy for this team moving forward. I think he he can certainly carry the rock and, and be an inside-the-tackles guy. And I think if he had to be, he could be a 20-25 carry game-time player. But I think he's much more dynamic as a physical, explosive, change-of-pace guy who can also be a really, really good pass catcher out of the backfield moving forward. So I think he might be the Patriots' third down back for, for the long haul here, and he's a great fit for their scheme. He showed a little bit of explosiveness. It took him a while to get on the field. He was mainly a special teams guy. But then towards the end of the year, when they had to get him on the field because of injuries to running back position, I mean, he ripped off some big runs. And like you said, he showed off a little bit of that pass catching acumen, which I, I think early on, it, it took him a while to get into that role. I think we saw a little bit more from, from Kevin Harris, who was like a sixth round pick. But then, uh, you know, saw Pierre start to get open on some check downs, good hands, and, and showing off some ability after the catch. Absolutely. I think mean, that's where it just, you know, that's a lot of teams want to get their rookies in slowly and ease them into the right role. We saw that with Buffalo and James Cook, same situation where now he's the feature guy, despite kind of always having a lot of talent in that running back room too. So I, I usually don't read too much into when rookies are playing. Right, it's more based off circumstance and certain situations and plays right. rather than talent overall too. So I have no idea Pierre is going to be a big part of their offense next year moving forward. Absolutely. And then what about Sam Roberts? Because he was somebody who it took him a while to, to flash, and we didn't necessarily see it as much in practice. But he was a gamer. I mean, you put him in the preseason games, he was out there making plays, and then eventually, uh, you know, found his way into some rotational spots uh, down the line, as you mentioned, right? Like kind of not reading into, uh, you know too much into when he got on the field, but he did get on the field eventually and showed some nice things. Yeah. I think he'll be a special teams uh, aspect of that, that defense for a long time where he blocked, I think six field goals in his college career and two and four in his senior season. And that's going to be really, I think where, where his value comes in most importantly, right? If he blocks just two field goals next year, that's worth a six round draft pick right there in itself. Mm -hmm. But I think long-term he's so strong in his lower half. He's so well built. He can really hold the point of attack. He's not going to be a dynamic pass rusher, but I think he's able to set guys up at a very high level. I think he's able to play a couple of different techniques in that defensive line as well, too. So Sam's a perfect fit for that defense. I don't think he's going to be the next Vince Wilfork, but I think he'll grow into more of a frequent rotational, potentially starter-level role in the future, too. But his special teams value, ability on the run game early on and downs, I think is what his main value is to the Patriots moving forward. Yeah, it's like, and if you know one thing about Bill Belichick, he loves his special teams. I mean, right. I, I I feel like... Obviously, it's a part of every single coach's game plan. I mean, it's it's an important phase of the game, but I feel like I've never heard a coach talk about special teams as much as Bill Belichick does and like shout out players that you wouldn't even think about who just play special teams. And you can absolutely see how somebody like Sam Roberts, somebody like Marcus Jones, right, made made the team and, you know, and got, got selected that team last year because not just of what they could do in normal positional drills, but because of their special teams ability. 100%, 100%. Super important part of the game, too. I think all those guys, Tyquan had some value on special teams. Certainly Pierre did as well, too, and then and then Sam as well, too. So super important as a Patriots draft players. Yeah, and, and Jack Jones blocking a kick uh, right. at, at one point and really kind of rocketing off the edge on a couple of times, I think affecting a couple of kicks. So, yeah, right. I mean, he, he absolutely was, was doing some good things there as well. So 
We talked about last year's Shrine Bowl guys. What about for this year? Are there any players? I mean, I know I know it's early, right? Obviously, the players have not touched the field, so this is kind of kind of early on in the process. But as you look at what you might see at the Shrine Bowl this year in terms of players, who do you think might be a Patriots kind of fit for this year that we should be looking out for? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So both teams had input uh, on who was on their roster, not total, you know, overall draft. Here you go, take who you want, right? But we definitely want the teams to have input because we want these teams to – to have guys they want to coach and guys maybe they're interested in or guys that they just fit what their scheme is going to be too. So I'll, I'll rattle off a couple of guys too. We can kind of go from there, but uh, Jack yeah. Coletto of Oregon state, he played quarterback, running back, fullback, tight end and linebacker for Oregon state this past year alone, kind of a oh, do yeah. it all tough, gritty guy that just, that just screams like a Patriots type of player too. Uh, Zay flowers, local to Boston college. Um, he'll be on the Patriots staff as well too. And he's a guy that I think every team in the NFL could use. If you see what Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle did this year too. So He'll be a guy that Patriots, who knows what interest in him, but he's a, he's, a, he's a damn good football player, and he'll be a guy that I think every team's going to be interested in for sure, too. Um, we've got two Arkansas offensive linemen, Dalton Wagner and Ricky Stromberg, just two real tough, efficient, effective offensive linemen that I think can be NFL starters as rookies or really high-quality backups. Dalton Wagner has played left and right tackle. And then I guess I'll end on the, on the tight ends because the Patriots love their tight ends. We've got Luke Schoonmaker of Michigan. Travis Vokalek of Nebraska, both bigger-bodied, physical, kind of those true wide tight ends, and then Princeton Fant, and then Jack Coletto are their two kind of H-back tight ends as well, too. So some really good players to the Patriots offense to coach this year. You know what? I wanted to bring up Zay Flowers, and that was a perfect segue to get into it because you, when you when you watch him, as explosive as he is with the ball in his hands, you know what it kind of reminded me of? is like a, a twitchier version of like young Antonio Brown, just the way that he runs – with the football, just something kind of reminds me of that. And I mean, you look at the, the deep speed, the ability to, to get open down the field, and also the the concentration. You hauling in some contested catches, he fights for extra yard. I mean, he, he really can can do it all. So from from that perspective, I mean, you you mentioned him as somebody who was on the the Patriots squad this year. I mean, do do you feel like that's a guy that they could target, like a day two pick? I don't know. I, I don't think Zay Flowers is out of the first round of the draft, to be to be mm. frank. But I think he he has a lot of similarities, at least when we've compared him to Deshaun Jackson in terms of that tracking ability downfield, the ability to finish despite being a, a somewhat smaller running back. And that's a pretty rare skill. Not many guys have. I think Zay does, just like Deshaun Jackson did. And then you also have the fact that he's going to run fast and he has some Jalen Waddle dynamics. And you know, I've told a lot of people in the league and in the media, too, it wasn't a great season for Boston College. And I know 
I can, I don't know. I can imagine that that offense was frustrated at times, right. For the lack of production, but I think we got a chance to see, and I bet Zay has learned a lot in terms of how to get separation when defense are planning for you, right. A lot of players that come from the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, they kind of have one-on-one or really easy routes to kind of get separation and show off their abilities. And I think Zay had some of that this year for sure too, but he had to really earn his yards this year. Every single catch he had to earn because he was the guy Receiver, tight end, running back, everyone knew where the ball wanted to go in Zay's hands, and he still was able to produce consistently in double coverage and box coverage and shadow coverage, et cetera, too. So I think that's what I take away from the Zay's past season is that, hey, he's shown that he can get open even when the offense knows it's going to him, and that's really, really rare for a college receiver to show, too. So he's a special player. I think, again, he'll be a first-round pick when it's all said and done, how high will kind of be determined by the Shrine Bowl in the NFL Combine, but, but he's a player I think every team will want to coach in the NFL for sure. Well, you have got me on the Zay. I mean, I was already on the Zay Flowers hype train, and you just got me even more firmly. I'm moving up a couple of spots uh, on that train. So we've already talked about some of the players that are on the Patriots side of things, just generally. What other players are you excited to see, Patriots side of things or not? No, I think the guys I mentioned, obviously, it's excited to see Zay. We've got really good receivers, really good corners, both sides of on both teams, and I'm excited to see they'll go match up against, right? We've got a good mix of – Six two, six three corners going against six four, six five receivers, and then guys like Zay in the slot and the outside against some impressive nickel receivers as well too. So um, I mentioned Zay, Luke Schoonmaker of Michigan, Jake Moody, his kicker, two of the best Michigan players in the draft. They'll both be early round draft picks, including Jake Moody, who will be an early round draft pick despite being a kicker because teams are dying to coach him as well too. And then for me, as got you know, all 130 players of the Shrine Bowl are my favorites. They're all tied for number one in my heart. But I think right. I'm really excited to see a lot of these small school guys. Um, some of these guys that were guys that scouts really wanted to see. Um, and then also guys that just said, Hey, you know what? I watched the film. These are guys that I believe in will be draft picks, longtime NFL players, guys like Jackie Chen of Pace University, an offensive lineman, Truman Jones up in the Massachusetts area uh, from uh, Harvard University. You kind of see how he matched up these guys as well, too. Uh, Mark Evans from Alabama, Arkansas Pine Bluff, an HBCU guy who is an incredibly athletic offensive lineman playing center now for the Shrine Bowl League, too. So, Really, for me, the small school guys I'm most excited to see just because I want to see how these guys embrace the opportunity to go against the Ohio States, the Bamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons, et cetera. You know what that immediately re- reminds me of, right, when you're talking about small school guys. Uh, you know, Division two guy uh, from uh, Lenore Ryan, who's now playing pretty well for the New England Patriots right now in Kyle Duggar. And that's the thing. It, it really kind of just depends. When you get them in this kind of setting, how do those players respond? Do they look like they belong? Because I think it, it is, it's absolutely possible to just stick those guys in that kind of situation and watch them flourish, even though they've never faced that level of competition before. So I, I absolutely understand the excitement for seeing that. And I can't wait to hear some of the reports that we see out of there. Remind the people where the Shrine Bowl is and where they can follow you, Eric. Yeah, uh, Shrine Bowl's in Las Vegas. The game is February 2nd, uh, Thursday Night Football on NFL Network. Starts at 5.30 Vegas time and 8.30 Eastern time. And uh, practice all week long in Las Vegas, which will be a beautiful venue for the Shrine Bowl. was last year. We'll be again this year, too. And you can follow along at ShrineBowl.com or at Eric Alco on Twitter. Excellent. Yeah, the Allegiant Stadium, got to make a trip down there myself and see what that is all about. Eric Galco, Director of Football Operations and Player Personnel at the Shrine Bowl. Eric, thank you so much for joining me, man. It was fun nerding out about some prospects with you. Can't wait to check out the Shrine Bowl game myself and see who the Patriots get from there. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 